Welcome to This Much Love, a recurring positivity podcast with Katie Harth and Keenan Schneider. Episode 8, Culinarily Curious. You know something I'm really excited to do today? What are you excited to do today? So today is my dear friend Katie's 30th birthday. Nuts. Happy birthday, Katie. This episode will come out probably like a month after your birthday, but happy belated. Here's your little your she little probably, birthday shoot. Just knowing Katie, I feel like she's so finely tuned to like her friends thinking about her that her ears right now are probably just like burning just a little bit. Oh, yeah. and she's just she kind of like, did Katie love. just wish me a happy birthday? I bet she did. On her podcast? Yeah. I can feel it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, so Katie loves her birthday, which is something that I love about Katie. Uh, this, is, this is something I'm really excited to talk about because by the time this episode comes out, this will have already happened. Yeah. So um, my two former roommates, including Katie and my other former roommate, EC, we have this tradition that has been going on for the past few years now where on each other's birthdays or like somewhere around that time, the two other roommates will take out the birthday roommate for their birthday. That's redundant. Two roommates will take out the birthday roommate <laughs> to sushi. For why? For their birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Oh, right? so on the birthday. On the birthday, we go birthday out for birthday roommate sushi. roommate gets a birthday yes, treat exactly. for her birthday. Yes, the birthday sushi birthday treat. <laughs> the birthday sushi <laughs> birthday treat. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we are taking Katie out for sushi tonight for her birthday. And one of the things that we are doing here in an effort to uh, make her birthday super excellent is we are keeping Katie occupied until a specific time in the evening when we will shepherd her to a bar that she has invited us to because she thinks this is just where her friends are going to meet her for her birthday. However, her boyfriend, Carl, has done something really, truly spectacular for Katie. Katie is somebody who truly loves and admires drag culture. Um, For those who may not know much about drag culture, a lot of people will think about gender bending, but that's not necessarily all that drag culture is. Um, There is like the performative aspect of it, the exaggeration of facial features, the makeup, the the splendor, the razzle-dazzle, the comedy... Um, the burlesque aspect and at, at certain times, all that good stuff. So Katie is very passionate about learning more about drag culture as a cis woman. And Carl has arranged for a Chicago drag queen to come to this bar to sing happy birthday to Katie, a person who loves her birthday and loves having people pay attention to her on her birthday. And then this drag queen is going to do a little show for all of us. And then the drag queen is also going to pull Katie aside um, and either there at the bar or at some future like arranged time, have a sit down with Katie to talk a little bit more about drag culture, give some tips and insights into like how to get really involved in the community. Um, And so I feel so excited for a number of different reasons. One, I love being in on secrets like this. Like it just like (laughs) makes me just really excited to be like part of the the, the trickery, the positivity trickery. And the second thing is, is that like Carl is just fucking nailing it. And 
this seems like a good move. It's 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 such a good move. And I'm just so thrilled that Katie has someone in her life like Carl who really understands her and loves her like this. I think that it can be so easy as a partner to go like to recognize like, oh, yeah, you love this thing. But when you don't empathize with that thing yourself or you're not also passionately invested in it, it can be hard to go out of your way to really invest in that thing for that person. Right. And I don't think Katie has had someone who really, truly like understood her in such a way where even though she would never ask for this. He just knows what this gift will be for her and how much it will mean to her. And I'm just so stinking excited to see her damn face. Like, I'm just so excited for her to lose her fucking mind when this drag queen comes in and starts singing to her for her birthday. I just think that that's so great. I feel like she'll just melt into a puddle of joy. It's quite possible. She may literally melt. Yeah. And like, you know, who better to, to clean up that mess and put somebody back together than a drag queen? Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's going to be really fun. Hashtag yes, all drag queens. I'm going to I'm going to see I'm, I'm going to be witness to this as well. You are. I'm and bringing so, you along. Yeah, I'm very I'm, excited. I'm excited to see how this goes out. It feels very scandalous talking about this. I know because it hasn't happened yet. But right. by the time this podcast ha- it airs, matter. it will we have happened. We can say whatever we I want. Know. We're in a quiet locked room far away from Katie. So Katie, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this. I am so excited for you to relive this moment when and you also, listen to this podcast. Considering that she'll hear this when she's listening to it right this second and it's already happened, you're welcome that yeah. you are a part of this trick. Oh, oh my gosh, such a small part though. Such a small, small part. Like this, like all credit goes to Carl oh, yeah. and possibly possibly to Jenny. I think Jenny was working with Carl on this one. Sure. Um, Your job this, is this merely Carl's heart. let's make sure we leave the restaurant on time and make our way to this place. By this time, yep. not before, not after. Yes. Um very excited and very honored that Carl looped me in, me yeah. and EC in to let to like help us like, you know, with the with the reveal. Well, yeah. He knows. It's a that's a good move. So I am really excited to do that later today. Yeah. And then to like hang out for a little bit and then we're going to head off and see the new Spider-Man movie. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Yeah. We can't go into this because it's my turn to ask you a question. I know, I have but that, that is a up. question that I have. But I was going to say, like, <laughs> I I like thinking about Spider-Man and thinking about the movie, thinking about the game that just came out, thinking about Spider-Man Homecoming and, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and seeing Spider-Man in there. I'm just I like, I want to go. Stop it. <laughs> this is a happy show. I know. We're but, not going to do this right now. But it's because you love him. Mm, That's a happy thing. I know. <sighs> All right. So, question mine. Your question. So excited you're for so Spider Man. Exci- yeah. So excited exci- for this question. Are you going to ask yourself this question, Keenan? <laughs> Keenan, how much do you love Spider Man? Oh, Keenan, let me tell you, Keenan. Yeah. You don't <laughs> even know, Keenan, how much I love Spider Man, Keenan. <laughs> how much, Keenan? That is a show that I would gladly in this room listen to. Really? I would just sit there and I would just watch you talk to yourself about Spider Man. I don't know that I could do a. a a show by myself i don't think i can do that that's not my bag like doing a solo show yeah i don't know i've always thought about that thinking of like oh like should i do a a solo podcast or something like that Mm -hmm. i don't know what i would say i don't know why i would do that the only thing that kind of strikes me is potentially doing an audio version of 
my writing mm. and like having that like just as a part of the reading experience, like having an embed. So if somebody wants me to read along. Yeah. So an audiobook. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like just an audio narration of my writing. Um, Interesting. I mean, you would, but would you do audiobooks of other people's writing? Totally. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's I guess what, that's not necessarily a one man show because like you're doing someone else's work. Sure. But like the production of the audio yeah, experience. Yeah, it's like it's, be, it's me. Yeah, sure. At that point. Like I, I think voiceover and doing something like narrations, audiobooks or something that I've always been interested in doing. Definitely. Um, I just don't know where to start. Uh, like, well, uh, you're starting with something, aren't well, you? Yeah, yeah, like a podcast is different. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Goodnight Moon. Oh, well, yeah, that's That's for a friend. It's a goof. It's I mean, it's a lovely goof though. Yeah. So so friends who are listening to this show, <laughs> if you have a uh, a book that you would like to have narrated to you in the sweet, dulcet, velvety tones of Keenan Schneider, one <laughs> G Keenan Schneider, you can DM us and Keenan will definitely take those commissions. That would yeah. be something that I think would give you a lot of fulfillment and joy. I think so. But it's also weird. That's a weird thing to me. Like just saying like, hey, people out there, do you want to hear me read a, a thing at you? I don't know. It's just a, that's like, how it starts, though. Yeah. You have to be able to give you have to be able to do that kind of self marketing. Not like not like you have to like embody the the ego of, oh, you should definitely want me to read your book in like a negative way. But like you can definitely say I have the skills and the possessions and the time and the passion to provide you with this service should you want it. It's mm-hmm. not like you're like forcing it down people's throats. You're just opening a door. Yeah. I just, I probably, and, and to be fair, I'm opening the door. Yeah. You are opening the door. I will gladly be your agent. That would be nice. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, you should really do this with Keenan because listen to him. <laughs> do you hear this? Do you hear this? I get the sweet pleasure of having this voice around basically 24 7 whenever i want you're a really nice lady and i love hearing you say that with your sweet (laughs) sweet beautiful voice (laughs) i have a question for you so we can move on from making me feel uncomfortable love hearing me talk yeah how much do you love my voice (laughs) a lot Um, a lot i love your voice a lot yeah Mm -hmm. so but my real question how much do you love food documentaries? Oh, <laughs> oh good. That's the oh, reaction that's I was the, hoping yeah, that's, for. Yeah, this is good. This is like, a, I'd say, like a quintessential Katie thing. That yes. Like, oh, like, like, oh, my gosh. I want to really quickly, yes. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have watched food documentaries before. I've even watched a lot of like food shows. Like I was uh, for a long time, I was really into like Top Chef and Master Chef, mm-hmm. like those type of cooking competition shows. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, uh, Chef's Table came out on Netflix, and it was just kind of like it blended beautiful food, like this elevated beautiful food, mm-hmm. with like gorgeous cinematography and like pretentious mm-hmm. music, uh, like classical music and stuff like that. Where I was just kind of like, I'm into this, and it doesn't even begin. To come close to how much you love these things. So do you do you do you want to answer the question for me? No, I'm just, <laughs> it's, so that's where like I'm coming from because like it's something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. something 
yeah, you're right. Okay. Go. Yeah. So it is. <laughs> Be free. It is. We free. Um, it is something that I love. Yeah. Like if if I am left to my own devices and I'm like, I want to watch some TV. I will watch. <laughs> Who is this character? <laughs> my this is me on my day off. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I want to watch, 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 watch some TV. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let me paint you a vacation word picture. Uh huh. So after we took Glenn and Deb down to New Mexico, which happened over the Thanksgiving holiday, they retired and we moved down, and they moved down to New Mexico, which in and of itself was just a, a, a wonderful time. We came back, um, and I took an extra day off, mm-hmm. um, which I lovingly asked you not to take off with me. Right. Not because I don't love you, but because- You just needed I your just, space. I just needed- I just, just need- Yeah. I am a person who is- I am a, a busybody, and I'm, and I'm active a lot, and I very rarely get alone time in my home. Yeah. It's just the reality. And so I just, I asked for it and you supported me through that, which I just, can I just tell you how much I appreciate you for that? Like how much I love you for giving me that space. It was just a really lovely thing to do. I just don't understand why somebody wouldn't be like, yeah, no, that's totally cool. Like you take your time. I think it's a healthy, reasonable thing, but I still want to appreciate it and and extend my gratitude and my love. You only get one. No more alone time. For 2018? forever oh you spent it oh we have to talk (laughs) um (laughs) but point being is like i woke up and i made myself some homemade hot chocolate on the stove and i started cross stitching and i watched an episode of chef's table yeah and that was like my perfect morning Mm -hmm. it was my perfect morning which I recognize now makes me sound like I'm 80, which is dope. Um, I am an 80-year-old in my soul in some ways. I don't really know where this started um, because I didn't grow up in like a foodie house at all. Um, I, like my parents appreciated good food. And, and I do have to say that like having spent like the first like – 13 years of my life in the San Francisco Bay Area, we had access to like really fresh seafood. And so like I got exposure to really pretty good sushi at a relatively young age, you know, stuff like that. So like I I had a more diverse culinary upbringing than some of my white peers, I suppose. Um, Regardless, um, I did. That was like that was the great that was the quote craziest thing I ate. And I think it probably started with like Bravo with, oh, what's the show called? Top Chef? Top Chef, yeah. You were a Top Chef fan? In the beginning. Why don't we watch Top Chef together? I have (laughs) found that I have grown to dislike competition-based culinary shows. Except the Great British Bake Off. Well, that's just in a league of its own, okay? (laughs) Like, that is like, you cannot compare... Great British Bake Off to any other reality show cooking yeah, competition. No, I was being kind of a butthead. You you were, but I just for those who may not know, the Great British Bake Off is like the antidote that the world needs to the bullshit of reality TV competition shows centered around food. Because I think a lot of it ends up being 
you know, um, producers uh, helping to create drama and, you know, really driving up numbers and keeping people around who are instigators and and difficult or or they have very distinct big personalities um, and, you know, whatever. And I think in the beginning, people, if I recall correctly, in like that first season or two, it was pretty chill. Generally speaking, in terms of like the drama between the contestants, like it was healthy competition, but they were just like these really incredible chefs that I had never heard of. Um, and getting to watch them like make make art and like something beautiful and delicious with food. Um, Jiro Dreams of Sushi was probably the first food oh. documentary that I saw where it was like a like it was clearly cinematic art focusing on someone who excelled in their craft. Yeah. And also just loving how that story turned. And I don't want to reveal anything for people who haven't seen it. But it's, go watch it. You really, you really should. It, I believe it's still on Netflix. I will double check and, and put it in the show notes for sure. But um, that was just, it was a beautiful story. And it like, and it was beautiful cinematography and it was beautiful food. And like, you know, it was just... Just everything about it was beautiful. I also, I think, like, my mom is a big Alden Brown fan. And I also enjoyed, even growing up and into, like, my college years, I enjoyed visiting some of his videos and some of his recipes because it was kind of like this, like, Bill Nye the Science Guy version of, like, cooking shows and, like, culinary shows. And there was just, I mean, for me, I think it's this thing where it's like you dive into... Um, there are definitely some people I know uh, who who feel that food is fuel, and that might be a really healthy approach, but it's something I don't understand at all. I think food is an experience. I think that food is we are we are gifted with these taste buds and and this like olfactory experience where we can really take something to another level and it can become emotional and moving and sustaining and like exciting um like there's i, I don't know so there's a, there's it's kind of like what you're describing that like you can take the stuff and like just distill it down to its most basic parts like Absolutely. as you're saying like food is fuel mm -hmm. but it's kind of like how what like what we're trying to do here where it's like we could take something where it's just kind of like i like this thing and you realize, yeah. no, I really like this thing. And here's all of the reasons why. Right. Like there's so much more depth and like interesting stuff that builds into that. Absolutely. I think you can take it to another level. Totally. Right. And and when I think about those people who feel like food is fuel, I think they're probably the fittest, healthiest people I know. And so I recognize that there's like a trade off there. Right. Um, but I wouldn't take that. <laughs> right. As somebody who like, as a woman who has struggled with body positivity issues, who like wishes that I was like super fit. I also recognize the sacrifice that I would have to make yeah. when it came to my culinary experiences. Yeah. And I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. Yeah. That is not a trade that I'm willing to make. And so, um, I just find I, and it's like, and it's so interesting because it's just like. It's people traveling the world and it's and it's like an insight into culture and it's 
recognizing how people do new and exciting things with ordinary ingredients or how people utilize certain ingredients that I would never even think that should be food, but it is. Yeah. But it is. And that's just due to my narrowed perception of what food can be. And I think... I don't know. It's like I I am distinctly obsessed with stuff like this. Like when I was talking about Katie earlier and how she loves drag culture, she will watch RuPaul's Drag Race over and over and over and over again. And I will watch food documentaries and food TV shows and YouTube channels about food all fucking day. Yeah. If left to your own devices. If left to my own devices. You would... You would just become yes <laughs> you would consume every literal piece of food right. and literal media a piece of media of food <laughs> and i think it's one of those things where it's just like if i draw a parallel line between my experience and katie's it's a kind of community mm-hmm. that is about celebrating and nourishing oneself ultimately about taking skills and opportunities to the next level And then I also find inspiration for how to apply those things to my immediate life. Yeah. Um, And and I think that that's the thing that I really get out of it is that it gets my gears turning. Like I go, oh, I want to be able to do this. I want to either go to that place and experience this person's like heightened artistic gift or I want to try to get myself to a place where I can do something pretty decent with that inspiration. Cool. I'm never going to be like an like a a noma chef. <laughs> like that's just not my I don't I don't think. I mean that I, I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think I possess the I, skills. I don't think I possess the skills. And I also don't think I possess the disposition because I also understand that working in like the restaurant life is really, really friggin' hard. Yeah. Um, and and again, like it's one of those things where it's like, am I willing to make that sacrifice? No, but I will get a really nice cast iron Dutch oven. Thank you, honey. And I will <laughs> and I will figure out how to make really good braised short ribs. Yeah. You know? Um I think that and it's like, and I realize that you're talking about food documentaries, but I feel like it's intrinsically linked to, to my own cooking experience. Like, I don't yeah. think I can really, I don't think I can really separate the two completely. Do you think so? Like, because I, just from my perspective, I'm thinking of like, not just Chef's Table mm-hmm. or Alton Brown, uh, but these sort of like, sort of like food experience mm-hmm. shows sure. where you have like. Somebody. Uh, Somebody feed Phil. Somebody feed Phil. Uh, there's, there's even that documentary. I was it just called Food, or oh, Cooked. Cooked. Yeah. <laughs> Food. Uh, yeah, cooked, cooked yeah. is like a four part documentary series mm-hmm. on Netflix that is kind of covering these sort of like basic elements of cooking. Yeah, fire, or, water, air, um, and earth. Yeah, and then there's like salt, acid, fat. Heat. Heat? Yeah. Is that what the show's yeah. called? Yeah. Salt, acid, fat, heat? <laughs> I think it's salt, fat, acid, heat. I Whatever. Think, but... I, but those four words combined, I am Captain acid, Planet. Fat, salt, and heat. It's, it's one of those combinations. Yeah, I'm Captain, <laughs> I'm Captain Cooking. But so like those things feel like they're more like experiential mm, shows. Interesting. So I'm curious there, like you really think it's always kind of like tied back to your, your love of cooking or is it like, do you just really like watching people 
go to these different places mm-hmm. and experiencing these these different foods like yeah i don't know both so <laughs> both so in shows like somebody feed phil or i'll have what phil's having that is definitely a door that he is opening to encourage people to travel and mm-hmm. go to new places and try new things yeah that inspires me and makes me want to do that yeah right and so like it makes me want to to go to tokyo it makes Mm -hmm. me want to go to amsterdam it makes me want to go to these places to go and experience the culture and go to like try my best to to try the kind of food that he showcases and to celebrate the talents of the people that he's also interviewing and showcasing in the other two like um Acid, salt, fat, heat, and cooked. There is um, an anthropological aspect of it where it's like I'm learning the history of this thing. I am watching experts in their craft execute on this thing, but I'm also just gleaning information. So, for example, like watching him um, roast a whole pig on like a big grill in his backyard with like an aluminum tent. It makes me go, oh, maybe I could do this. <laughs> <clears throat> and, oh, let me learn about this or let me figure out, like, you know. And also and also, just having a better understanding of how these different elements interact with our food and how it informs how it tastes or how it is made or how it comes to be. And then, like, in the salt acid fat and heat i know i keep trading like all four of those words and i feel like i i feel like a jerk for doing this like i learned something about olive oil that like i think there's like this misnomer that olive oil is something that keeps and if you get a really nice bottle of olive oil you should only use it for nice occasions and and stretch it out and use it sparingly and she was like it's a fat it will go rancid the best thing you can do with that really nice bottle of olive oil is just use it. Yeah. And that's something where I was just like, oh, damn, I was fed that lie. Uh, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I was fed that lie. And, and that is something that I am that I now understand. And like they they you watch her make this homemade pesto and I go, fuck, yeah, give me that mortar and pestle. I want to make a good pesto. Like like, you know, I think it, it makes me want to go and do those things. And then there's like the the snippet shows on YouTube that I love the Bon Appetit test kitchen videos. Oh, my God. Um, the Babish videos where it's like literally it is educational. This is how you make this thing and i just go like okay i can i can do this i want to do it yeah but like delightful personalities or good production Mm -hmm. values or both both and i think and i think it just like any education setting like it really is about the educator you Mm -hmm. have to have the right educator um in the right environment and so i'm lucky that i live in an era where it's just like it's a click of a button and a search yeah and so like I don't know. There, it's something where it, um, it, it, and again, I'm no pun intended. It feeds me in in multiple ways. Um, actually, maybe the pun was intended there because it's literal and figurative. <laughs> I'm figuring out what puns are. Um, so, <laughs> so it feeds me in a multitude of ways. It feeds my curiosity about different places. It feeds my curiosity about different customs and like processes and 
skills and approaches. And then it feeds my desire to better myself. So, yeah, I I feel like I'm just like I'm very excited and I'm rambling on about this stuff. And like and I totally and it's one of those things where it's like I'm also like so critically self-aware of how much I love this kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> that like, and I know that this is not everybody's jam and that some people like you, they, they're fine with it, but yeah. it's not something they want to watch all the time. Or they may have like a show or a person that mm-hmm. they trust. Like, you know, I think like you kind of continually come back to like Alton Brown is like, if you're really like thinking about a recipe or a way to mm-hmm. like cook something. Yeah. If I see Alton Brown on the on the list, I'm like, I want to check this recipe out. I want to try and make totally. it. Because I trust the that he's tested this out and there's like science behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, but there's and then there's somebody like me where I like I will gladly be along for the ride. And there are certain shows that I like better than others. And I think like Chef's Table is something where it's like for me I'm there for like the pretentious art of it. <laughs> like it's a very, oh, it's so good. It's a beautiful, like visually, it's beautiful. Um, the stories themselves don't always capture. They vary me, for sure, but it's still like there are still like incredible things being created. Where I'm just kind of like, how did you even think about this? Or look at how technically proficient. Like it, these are people that are like at the top of their game doing things that are pretty amazing and so there's something to to appreciate there and it's kind of like my right speed of art Mm -hmm. but i still like after like the first season i found this like okay like i can watch a couple episodes in that and be like i'm good i'm full but i'm full yeah you i think like like you will kind of just oh i'm like i'm like a kid in a candy store i'm like next 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 one I want to pl- you want to watch the next one? And I, I think wanna, there's there's just more episodes. There's just two more hours. Let's do it. <laughs> it is funny to me that like we for a little while you were like, hey, I have a couple episodes of chef ta- chef's table. Like, let's watch this. And then when we found out about somebody feeds Phil, mm-hmm. uh, we started watching that. And I love that show. Like, I think mm-hmm. Phil Phil Rosenthal Rosenthal right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Rosenthal, who uh, is the host of the show, is just as really like delightful charismatic super goofy and like the first episode i was like really put off for about like the first five to ten minutes Mm -hmm. and then at a certain point i'm like oh no phil i get you and i am totally on board with this definitely and i think he also one of the things that i appreciate about phil that i don't relate to personally is he is this middle-aged like american boy jewish american boy and he he will not hide his feelings about wait you want me to eat crickets yeah like and he and he's like no thank you i am i am not i'm gonna try it but i'm really apprehensive right he's not an anthony bourdain or an andrew zimmern who's gonna be like look at this wild shit that i'm gonna eat and this right. is completely or normal like anthony bourdain i think he one of the things that i love about anthony bourdain is he's like yes i'm here to appreciate what you have exactly and i'm not, and saying, not blink at it right and i'm not saying that that's that that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's more that just I can. There are definitely times on those shows with those hosts where I'm just kind of like, "You are so much more adventurous," and I'm glad. Right. I'm like, I'm glad that right. you're the one doing this. Right. Whereas with Phil, I'm just kind of like, "That's how I would feel." Yeah, 
And but but he's also like I think he's such a huge champion, just like I think somebody like Anthony Bourdain. He's mm-hmm. such a huge champion for step outside of your bubble and experience other people's worlds. Definitely. Um, which I really appreciate. And like at the end of the day, kind of like their moral is the same where it's so much less about the food and so much more about the people. Yeah. That it's like, and food is how we connect to these people. Food is how people open their doors to us. And so use the food as the avenue to recognize each other's humanity. Yeah. But I even, like kind of coming back to this original point that I had, like, I like that. I like that message. I like Phil. I like a a lot of these shows. They're Mm -hmm. enjoyable. But I do reach my, like my you point. reach like a quota I, yeah like i mm-hmm. i like for a little while we were just kind of binging somebody feed phil or chef's table mm-hmm. like those were kind of like the things that we'd come back to and then i realized like i like food documentaries mm-hmm. i don't katie like food no, documentaries I, there are very few people like, who i think do like yeah. there are a couple people i can think of who probably would be like who are who are as um culinarily curious mm-hmm. or um, invigorated by food yeah. and food representations of food mm-hmm. <laughs> as I am. Um, but that's not, I, I don't think it's a terribly common thing. Yeah, I think it's something that's pretty unique and special to you because I think you go out of your way to seek out these different, these different things mm-hmm. and the second that it's done, it's like, okay, where else can I get my fix? Sure, like there's, definitely. Like food documentaries <laughs> you make me sound seem like I'm be, a drug addict. You're a, for... <laughs> you're a food documentary junkie. Yeah, yeah. I, if left to my own devices, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I think I think <laughs> um, I try my best to be like accommodating. You know, like oh, I, totally. I I can't think of the last time you and I sat down and watched a food documentary. No, together. I don't. I'm not saying like there was never an instance where I was just kind of like, oh my god, with more with the food documentaries. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> not. It was more that. I recognize that there is this intrinsic, like, mm-hmm. this is my jam. Oh, jam. <laughs> How many food puns can we have? <laughs> but, like, this, this is, like, this is something that is just, this is a Katie thing. Oh, definitely. And, for sure. And so I was just more curious about, like, mm. you know, what. What is it about What it? is it? And, and I think, yeah. like, I think there are a lot of elements there. Like, it's not tied to any one particular thing, mm-hmm. but it seems like there's a. There are a lot of things that draw you. Definitely. I don't know. It's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you got to eat. If if, if you're going to live, you got to eat and you could do nutrient paste, you know. (laughs) Um, Or you could. A little callback to RimWorld. Yeah, exactly. Hey, um, or like you could do, you could do like a fine meal. And I think, again, it's one of those things where like, and, and I've talked about this with other people in my life. I think people are so afraid of cooking. Like there's fear that holds people back. Yeah. Because what if I fuck it up? Mm-hmm. What if it doesn't taste good? What if I burn it? What if I disappoint myself or other people? It's too complicated. It's too stressful. There are plenty of people I know who like kind of fall into those buckets when it comes to the way that they relate to food or they know how to do a couple of things and that's it. And like, and then there are even some people that I know who like only order food right. being made by other people or like the, the craziest they'll go is like something out of a box or something frozen. Right. 
And that was me for the longest time. I know. It was really hard for me to to get into like build up the nerve to cook. Yeah. Uh, and if it was, it was like I would make grilled cheese. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I think it's just like I think it's very interesting and and maybe you can answer this for me because I think I think I had the great fortune of growing up um Again, not in a foodie family, but I did, I did, and do have an uncle who is a very competent cook. Mm-hmm. And he, when I was like twelve or thirteen, he was like, "Okay, let's cut the shit. Like, you're, I'm going to teach you how to make risotto. Yeah, that's going to be your entry level." And I was like, "Cool," you know, because when you're that age, you kind of feel fearless, I yeah. think, and invincible. Um, and so like he taught me how to make a couple of things, not a lot, but a couple of things and how not to be afraid of food, even so much as like, you've got to taste it. You've got to taste it while you're making it. And like, don't be afraid of the spoon when it comes out of the pot, like blow on it. It's not hot. Just, just eat it. Fucking eat it. Like, I mean, like, and that was something where I was just kind of like, well, I don't want to burn myself, (laughs) but like, I think it did. I think at, at the core of it, it instilled a, um, a curiosity rather than a fear. Yeah. And... And so I don't know. I mean, I think what is it? And I and I know that this is not the heart of our show, the this question I'm about to ask you, but I'm curious about what it is about food that scared you. I think it it was mostly I I am a perfectionist. And so my inclination is before I do anything, if it if I can foresee it not living up to the sort of like perfect standard I have in my head or like mm-hmm. the sort of like ideal, mm-hmm. I will oftentimes just not do it. And so there were there were things where it's like, oh, it's, it'd be kind of interested in in cooking. Yeah. But I would find it when I was actually in the shit and doing the thing mm-hmm. that I would find it really intimidating. There were a lot of things to keep track of. I like I would get overwhelmed by like the steps in the the recipe. And so the, oftentimes it was just kind of like, I don't even want to bother with it because like what I see on chef's table, like that thing that I, w- I would love to create. Mm. I don't, I can't ever see myself even remotely getting there. Interesting. Yeah. And so I think there was a lot of just apprehension and like, and a fear there where I was like, I don't want to fuck it up, so I'm not even going to bother going there in the first place. Interesting. Yeah. And I and I think for me, it's like one of these things where it's like, okay, if I'm taking a look at somebody who has put in, at a bare minimum, 10,000 intentional hours right. into this craft, like, I'm just like, dude, you are, you are a savant expert genius <laughs> food person or, you know, like. AKA know, chef. Yeah. AKA <laughs> a chef. And. And I think it's like it's one of those things where I'm just like, I am watching someone make art. So I'm not going to sit there and watch someone playing a Stradivarius and be like, oh, man, I want to play the violin. Yeah. You know, like I want to play the violin like that. I'm like, that is so much time. Yeah. And you have the right equipment. (laughs) In fairness, in relation to that, I've always wanted to play the violin and I've just never tried to start because I... Uh, you watch those like experts playing Vivaldi and you're like, oh, never. Not, I don't even know that I do that as much. It's just like I love the sound of the violin or mm-hmm. like the cello mm-hmm. and recognizing that I'm like, oh, that's a lot of work. And totally. like I would be really disappointed in getting a violin and 
taking the bow and, <laughs> and being it. like here's here's good bow embouchure right here's good i don't think that's the right term at all oh my gosh um whatever here's here's how you, this is bowing technique this is fingering technique this is intonation this is you know pressure this, i mean like you know yeah i would be disappointed mm-hmm. if i wanted to make a sound and it came out and just sounded like i was strangling a cat sure like and and knowing that, like, oh, I have a long way to go, I'm not going to be, it's not going to live up to what it is in my mind, and so I just don't. Mm. That's a, probably a, a topic for a completely different show. Yeah, totally. But I think, like, that's at the the heart of, like, a lot of these things that I'm, like, really interested in mm-hmm. that I just don't do. Sure. And so, like, with something like, and, like, and there's a part of me that's, like, okay, with something recreational like the violin and and maybe even you can say that certain cooking is recreational right mm-hmm. i think it's okay to fuck up i think it's okay to burn the thing yeah i mean like even last week i burned cookies yeah and i was so and i was disappointed but it's like but life life moves on right you know and so and like and i didn't burn all of the cookies i burnt some of the cookies mm-hmm. it, it it just like and I, and maybe for me, one of the things that dr- that has for the longest time and still does drive me to cook is the aspect of sharing. Anytime I cook, very rarely is it just for me. Mm-hmm. So often it is for at least one other person or multiple people. Yeah. And that, that is thrilling. Yeah. Um, that ability to share and nourish other people and bring them in and provide them with a gift like that. There's it, there's just something about like cooking in general that drives me. And so mm-hmm. those food documentaries are, I think, so inspiring for me and so often, so often are more about community and humanity than, than they are about cooking technique. Yeah. Or this dish. At the second you were saying that, my mind immediately goes to things like somebody feed Phil mm-hmm. or uh, cooked or mm-hmm. I mean, like any acid, salt, fat, heat. heat. Yeah, those four things. Those four those, elements. Those four elements. That show, like, there, the crux of it is how this food affects other people, specifically mm-hmm. like communities. Yeah, salt, fat, acid, heat. That's it for sure. I'm almost positive. Salt, <laughs> fat, acid, heat. <laughs> I think it's heat, salt. Fat acid. <laughs> Fat acid. Um, yeah, I just like, I just love, I love the exchange of information because unless it's like a Food Network TV show, a la Alton Brown or uh, Barefoot Contessa or something like that, mm-hmm. it's always people exchanging information. Yeah. There's always multiple people on screen and maybe there's like a, a VO like of the host, like talking about like, and now I traveled to Italy and I met this person and da, 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 da. But it's always like, I think it's this humbling, ex- this humbling exploration of learning and growing and broadening horizons. And I think that that's the thing that gets me. And like in, in uh, documentaries like Chef's Table, it's definitely fixing on a single person and their journey and so often the moral of the story is perseverance yeah um and grit of 
marching to the beat of your own drum of trying and failing and getting up and trying again and trying again and trying again. It reminds me of that like Thomas Edison quote. I've I found like the one thing that works. It just took me 10,000 failed attempts or something like that. I, I will put the correct quote in the show notes, but it's but it is like about grit and perseverance. And I feel like that there's something to be learned from that too and applied like anywhere in your life, regardless of what you do. Um, and it's also just beautiful fucking art. <laughs> like it's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, but I think like Chef's Table is is a nice, beautiful documentary about a personal experience, and that's really lovely. Um, I never feel like I have to aspire to be that person yeah. ever. Um, but it is very humbling to to reflect on how they got to where they are. Um, the ones that drive me the most are definitely the ones that are a little bit more about maybe a central person or a host connecting with people around the world about yeah. about their culture and about their expertise. Yeah. Um, I just love it. And then the other things that I love are like the more educational, like snapshots of here, let's make this thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're a genius. Like, you know, like I think there's even like a tasty video out there and tasty is like not my favorite production of all time but like they were like this is how we made these brownies really well let me show you how we made them other ways and prove to you why this is the way to make these brownies and let me tell you those brownies are fucking delicious yeah i was wondering if you're going to bring up these brownies because every time you've made them they're just incredible they're just incredible they're so good from a tasty video from a tasty video and so like not to knock tasty it's just not my favorite production style yeah it's very much like tasty very much feels like okay we got to cater to these millennials who don't know how to pay attention to anything like here's this thing like it feels very much just very Mm -hmm. practical yeah whereas like it takes it it takes out the humanity of it for me because it's there's no audio that i can recall and it's usually like that top down shot on the table so it's like hands and the bowl and the mixer and stuff yeah so you could you could put yourself into that position more clearly, I yeah. think. You could empathize with being that person, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Or pretend like it's your hands making these delicious brownies. But um, yeah, it definitely seems like the things that you gravitate toward are where... More human experiences. Yeah, that there's a, a, a great human story to be told in there. And like one of my favorite things, and, and I recognize before I say this how creepy it sounds, but I think <laughs> I don't think it's... I don't think it's an uncommon experience is watching people light up when they eat something. Yeah. Seeing their face when they try something and it surprises and delights them. Seeing somebody just guffaw at the sensation of eating a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like I just like it just it's like wonderful. I'm just like, oh, and and it's one of those things where it's just like that is something that in my own experience, when I share my food with other people, that is so delightful if I've earned it. And like, you know, and and I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by people who are pretty honest with me and would tell me if it's not their favorite thing or like, oh, yeah, this is okay. Like it could have been better, blah, 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 blah. But like when I nail it and somebody eats something and they are just like, oh, this is good. Yeah. That's so gratifying. Yeah. That's so gratifying. You're kind of describing what I like about this show where you ask a question and you just light up. Oh, yeah. You know, like where, <laughs> like the second I ask this and yeah. your face was just kind of like, 
what? Like, I get to talk yeah. about this now? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's just a, a level of excitement there. And I just, like, I think across the board, I just really enjoy. And I like that you, that, like, the, that experience is still true to you. It's mm-hmm. just, like, these things that are elicited from, like, like, when you put a piece of food in your mouth and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. this is unreal. Yeah. Um, it's either, like, the wide-eyed expression of, like, <gasps> Yeah. What? Or it's the like the melting expression. Yeah. Like, like oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just so good. It's so so good. Yeah. I um, had a feeling that this was gonna go well. Yeah. I just and so and I think I think definitely 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 I don't know if I would love cooking as much as I do or be as and I'm not like the most skilled chef in the world. Like I have I have a lot of improvement that I can make in my cooking technique and my plating and my knife skills like you know blah 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 but for like you know a, a pretty laid-back home chef like I think I do a pretty decent job and I would agree I thank you oh that's really nice that's just honest I appreciate that a lot you're though really good cooking you. baking you're really good too thanks ah like I can't believe that you've only been like really cooking consistently for a year hmm. that's so unreal and so wonderful and you are so good at it Oh my gosh, so oh, good. Thanks. Um, That's really But I don't nice. think that I would be as invested in cooking without the joy and inspiration that I get from like these kinds of shows, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are interested in watching food-related shows, I just want to give you a quick rundown of things that I think are awesome. So if you are interested in competition style stuff there are a couple of shows that i still find engaging one of them is master chef junior mm-hmm. reason being is that like you think about gordon ramsay and you think about like hell's kitchen he really is quite good with kids oh yeah um and he and it's like and it's very clear that like he dials up his like anger persona for like those other styles of shows um, but he really is a very good mentor and a very good competition judge with kids. And everybody that they bring onto that show is really good with kids. And like the kids are really supportive of each other. And that's really lovely. And you just kind of cut the drama and it's just cute. And also watching these like eight year olds oh, yeah. do things that you couldn't even fathom is incredible and wonderful. Yeah. It's wholesome as fuck. It's wholesome as fuck. Speaking about <laughs> wholesome as fuck. Um, or speaking of wholesome as fuck, um, the Great British Bake Off. Keenan mentioned it earlier. It is the antithesis of most culinary competition shows in that it's incredibly British and incredibly polite. Um, and it's about and it's really only about baked goods, which is also incredible because I think so many cooking shows focus on culinary skills and don't don't get into like pastries and baking. And that is a whole different skill set. So definitely recommend that. Um, If you're looking for something that's like a little bit more like beautiful documentary style, definitely recommend Cooked. It's just really fascinating. Salt, fat, acid, heat is great. Um, I also definitely Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Um, Somebody Feeds Phil is lovely. If you want something a little bit more edgy, go for anything that Anthony Bourdain did. Um, Also just like... A rough around the edges person, but a but a good a good person, um, and just a good way to remember him. Um, and then, when it comes to YouTube, love love it's alive with Brad Leone. 
Leone. Leone. Yeah, Brad Leone, which is part of the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen series. Also love Claire. She's a pastry chef who tries to recreate like commercial made products. Mm-hmm. Also on Bon Appetit. Also on Bon Appetit. Um, also on Bon Appetit <laughs> is Carla. Basically, like there yeah. there are a slew of <laughs> test kitchen chefs that have different personalities and styles. And so you can really find somebody who I think you gel with. Um, so definitely check those out. And then something that's kind of fun is binging with Babish. He recreates uh, dishes based off of TV and movie shows. Yep. Movie shows? Movie, movie shows. shows. TV shows and movies. <laughs> um, so you can check that out. And I will link to all of those things to the best of my ability in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but Babish those are, also does a really great basics with Babish. Yes, which is a really good way to kind of dive into basic culinary skills. Yeah, I think if if you're like kind of interested in like cooking in general, that's a really good entry uh, in mm-hmm. the sort of like cooking is actually pretty accessible. It's not that difficult. You don't need to be that like scared of it. Absolutely. And he does a good job of kind of like just making it feel fine like he's got a really soothing voice it's really tightly produced like there's and there's some good ideas in there absolutely and one of the things that i think that i love about the the basics with babish show is he will make mistakes and he does not edit them out yep. in fact he includes them and then talks about them yep um which it's- is part of what makes it so accessible and he will often talk about how he is not a trained chef at all yep he just loved to cook and learned a lot from his mom and then realized that this was something he was really passionate about and wanted to pursue more. Um, so that's just a good a good way to go. And then fun stuff is like worth it on BuzzFeed. Yeah. That's just like fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to kind of learn about different price points of in, of enjoyable food yeah. around typically the United States. Sometimes they go international. Yep. Um, Definitely look into that for sure. Are there any shows that you would recommend that I haven't brought up? No, I think you hit it. Okay. Like I think we, you definitely have the the broader array uh, of what you want to watch. Mm-hmm. I, my go to recommendation right now, like anything on like the, the the three that you mentioned from Bon Appetit, Brad, Brad, Carla, and Claire. Mm-hmm. They're all wonderful. Um, definitely up our alley in terms of their presentation style. Oh, totally. I do like binging with Babish quite a bit and basics with Babish quite a bit, but I also just really, the cooked was great. Mm -hmm. It was, it's a four part documentary as is salt, fat, acid, heat. So it's, it's really easy to get through. Mm -hmm. Um, but then somebody feed Phil mostly because I just like, I really like how down to earth and kind of just goofy and silly and, and just Phil is who he is. He knows like he's very true to himself. himself. Yeah, um, for sure. And so it's just really easy to watch, even though there are times where it's just kind of like, Phil. Just try the thing. Why, or why just did you it. say that? Yeah, that was awkward <laughs> and uncomfortable. But he is himself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No. So you go on and get out there and you try some new foods, Key. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're going to go finish season three of Fargo now. <laughs> oh, also a very good culinary show. Not a good <laughs> culinary show. There's a lot of murder. Special thanks to Jackson Davis, whose song, Same As You Wanted, is our intro and outro music. 
Check out his EP, 701, anywhere you listen to music. You can get in touch with us through our website, thismuchlove.com, and via Twitter, at thismuchlove. Our DMs are open. Tell us about something you love. Like how you're making out with your microphone right now. I'm not making out with my microphone. You're resting your face, lip parts on the microphone. Yeah, but it's not a thing that you can make out with. It's just a microphone.